Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They say two is better than one. If two can act as one. The relationship between an athlete and a coach has always been seen as integral. But what happens when an athlete wants to become a coach or learn how to become one? Could it actually benefit them and their own athletic performance? In this special edition of the podcast, produced for British Triathlon, we want to try and find out. We'll look at how that relationship works, ask what makes a good coach, and look at the opportunities out there. And to do so, we're joined by two top names from the British triathlon system who are at very different stages of their coaching experiences. Hi, I'm George Taylor-Brown and I am a British triathlete. I'm Mark Buckingham and I'm a performance coach for British triathlon. It's important to find the right coach for you. Keep the athlete motivated. Um, engaged and happy. One of the things that we were kind of all picked up on was that don't just tell the athletes what to do, give them a bit of ownership. We knew the sport inside out from an athlete's point of view, but we were all very new to the, the coaching side and we were going to learn so much. I think I've been very lucky in that I'm part of British Triathlon. I think it's brilliant. I don't see any fault in it whatsoever. Triathlon coaches and clubs up and down the country are really supporting athletes in all stages of their journey in the sport. We'll hear more about the work Mark's doing shortly. But firstly, Georgia Taylor-Brown is a world and Olympic triathlon champion and won an Olympic silver medal at Tokyo 2020, despite getting a flat tyre during the final lap of the bike section. Recently, she took part in the British Triathlon Athlete to Coach programme, supported by the English Institute of Sports More to Me campaign. And although it's a long way off yet for Georgia, it's aimed at preparing athletes for life beyond racing. The first coach that I remember was probably when I started doing a bit of hurdling when I was about 12 or 13. Um, a guy called Andy. Um, and yeah, I remember him and he was he was a lot of fun. He, yeah, he was, he was a great guy. So I started doing a bit of hurdling with him. 
Um, I didn't do it for too long because I think I realised I wasn't very good at it. Uh, but I tried. The nature of my sport, I had growing up, I had swim coaches and run coaches. And then I, when I started to do triathlon, I had a triathlon coach. So I've had quite a few coaches. <laughs> because I thought you were going to say your mum and dad were your first coaches <laughs> because that's where a lot of people start. And obviously with your mum and dad, they both you know, swam and, and ran to a very good level. Um, yeah, no, but they they didn't coach me ever. I'd probably call mum and dad the taxi service. Um, definitely not coaches. Uh, they took me to all my coach sessions. They didn't try, they didn't try and coach me. Um, I reckon if dad could have it his way, he would want to coach me. Um, but I didn't allow it, so... Uh, yeah, I'd say they were definitely not my coaches. <laughs> so tell us about the coaching setup that you've got now. You mentioned, obviously, in your sport, there are three disciplines, as we know. So who have you got around you at the moment? We'll start with the first discipline, swimming. Uh, so I've got our swim coach, which is Ross Barber. Um, and he uh, he came in around this time last year. I guess. Uh, so just before the game. So that was quite a hard period because I was really, really nervous for Russ starting because we were told that this swimming coach was coming in and I thought, oh, fantastic. He's going to take all the fun out of the training because in my head, swimming coaches are very serious and very strict. And so I thought he was going to come in and just make things really, really strict. So he came in and he's been great. Like he's just slotted right in. He's understood kind of how triathletes work and that we're basically tired all the time. So don't push it too much. Uh, don't expect much from us in the mornings. And then I've got Ian Mitchell. I always forget his name's Ian because everyone just calls him Mitch. So yeah, when, when you say Ian, I'm like, who the hell is Ian? I don't know an Ian. Um, so yeah, we've got Ian Mitchell as our run coach. And then cycling I am kind of my own coach for cycling. I sort of set my own sessions. I know what I need to be doing now because I know my body quite well. Um, and I've just got like years of experience. So it's always kind of the same. And there's only so many ways you can mix up a bike session. And then overall coach is Reese Davy, who uh, came on this year in the, in the Leeds Triathlon Centre. Alongside them, I guess we've got a few coaches that come in, like Ben Bright, Rick Vallati. Um, we've got a few in the centre. I've got an S&C coach. Um, physios are kind of involved with the coaching side as well. So there's quite a big team that keep me in one piece and moving forward. How important is that relationship then between elite athlete and that coach or coaching team? Oh, yeah, it's really important. And it's important to find the right coach for you. Um some coaches are very um, coach-led, so they will tell the athlete what they need to do, whereas I've always been, my program's always been mostly athlete-led, so obviously the coaches give me the sessions, but I will question the session. I'll say, oh, well, why are we doing that? If I don't feel like it, it if it doesn't seem like the right session for me, I want to know why they've decided to give me that session. Um, and because I just think at the end of the day, it's it's my body and I know what I can do. It's not me being rude or ungrateful for the, for the session that they're giving me. I just, I just want to know what my body's about to go through and why we're doing that. 
Um, so it's it, it's just taking ownership, isn't it, of your training, really. But it is important. And I think I've been very lucky in that I'm part of British Triathlon and we have the best coaches in the country and maybe even in the world because we are we, we are leading the triathlon scene at the minute. So I think I'm very lucky in that sense. I haven't had to work hard to find a coach that suits me because they've been readily available in front of me um, and we've just slotted in quite easily and and the coaches also understand the way that I like to train so when Russ came in he knows that I'm very honest going into a swim session and I can say look Russ today I'm not feeling it I'm just gonna cut the session in half and he just trusts me and I think it it takes a lot for that trust to to, to work and to happen um so yeah it's it is very important and I think it's just figuring out what you need some people like to be told what to do and they need a coach to say no this is exactly the training you're gonna do whereas and like fill in the training peaks for every single day down to the second whereas I like to find a balance where like coaches might say or do a four-hour ride today if you feel all right and I'm like well I didn't feel that good so I'm just gonna do two and a half and I don't feel bad about it. So I'm interested in that dynamic between you and the coach it's obviously a two-way street do you get the final say then from what you're saying you are in charge you make the final decision? Uh, yeah I would say I make the final decision um, and I think that's just come about over time I guess with my results that have come in I think coaches do respect me and they do trust that I am going to make the right choice. Um, but yeah, there might be times where they they say, oh, well, I think that's a bit too easy. I think you need to push on a bit. And then I'll be like, yeah, okay, maybe I am being a bit easy myself there. I should push on. Um, so yeah, I think it's just, it is finding that right balance. But at the end of the day, it's down to me because I am the only one that knows what's going in my body that day. So I'm the only one that knows if I can handle the session or I can't. What skills make a good coach, in your opinion? Um, well, commitment. They've got to be pretty committed and readily available. Um, like, just always there. If you've got to mix your session, like, I don't know, say I'm not around on a Saturday for a run session, then I might have to move my session to Friday and they need to be there for me um, and be able to be at that session with me. So... Uh, yeah, just committed to that and understanding, um, respect for one another, uh, one another really, isn't it? Uh, and I think just relaxed as well. I don't want it to be super serious all the time. I don't, I don't want to overthink things. That's how my career's always been. I don't want to overthink something, and I don't want to be pushed into overthinking it. So, before a race, a lot of people might like to sit down with the coach and go through the exact plan that they want to they want to do in the race and I all the coaches know that I don't like to do that if I'm on a start line then I'm ready to race so we don't need to think about it we don't need to plan it I'm just going to go out there and do it and you mentioned obviously in your career you've had a number of coaches as you've progressed to become an Olympic champion do you think that's natural that an athlete and coach might have rather fleeting relationships if you like rather than something that maybe is a certain amount of longevity um, I think it's different for everyone and it's it just depends where you're at in your career. Some people have might have the same coach for their entire career and that's lovely, that's great if that works for you but 
with me sort of leaving home, going to uni, getting injured, realising that that wasn't the right setup for me and then deciding that actually I'm going to be all in with the lead triathlon centre coaching um, because I've been through quite a few different run coaches and I'd say the reason for that is that when I started running, I joined a, a local club near me that was easy to get to and that my friends ran at as well. So that was the reason for me to be there. And it was an all girls group and that worked out quite well. But then as I got stronger at running and I got faster, that group wasn't pushing me anymore. And I was at the front of the group. So I just wasn't getting what I needed to out of it. So then I, I moved to a, a different club and to a different group that was a mixed gender group. So then I could have a male training partner that pushed me. And because that's what I needed... And then then I moved away from home and went to uni. So that group didn't work anymore because I didn't want a long distance coaching relationship. That wasn't what I wanted and it wasn't going to work. So then I moved to Malcolm Brown at Leeds. And then when Malcolm retired, I and just naturally progressed on to Ian. Um, so yeah, I think it's it, it just depends where you're at and if you're moving around. And university is going to change things a bit for people, but... Yeah, like I said, some people might find that they can just settle with one coach and that worked for them. But it is it's a really hard conversation to have with a coach if you are going to think about leaving them. It's not it's not nice because like I said, going back to like values that a coach has, you do want that friendship there. It's not it's not just them being your coach. You want to be friends with them as well because it it just it's just nicer that way. So it is hard. It's like you it's like you're ditching a friend, but I think a good coach will be understanding and they'll appreciate that yeah it's not nice that you're leaving me but I understand why you're doing it and I really respect that decision. Obviously we all hope that you have many more years yet as an elite athlete but is coaching something that you are considering thinking about at some point in the future? Yeah definitely yeah I've been uh, doing my level two triathlon coaching course uh, with British Triathlon Uh, so that was that worked out really great to be honest because we were given the opportunity to do it as a group so even if coaching isn't something I want to do it's nicer to get that qualification as a group and right now I'm not actually thinking about being a coach but when I leave the sport I might be like oh I actually really miss it and I do want to go into coaching so I've got that qualification I'm kind of back end of my career now so I have to try and think about things that I can get on my CV because I realised I don't have anything to put on it at all. So um, that's a little bit of a worry. It was a bit stressful at the start, I'm not going to lie, because I graduated uni seven years ago and I haven't really had to use my brain since then. So it was uh, it was a little bit of a shock stepping into studying and using my, my brain again. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I have really been enjoying it and we've just been sort of helping each other. What can you tell us about the course? How did it actually work out? Uh, well, so it's mostly stuff just sort of going through the learning hub online, reading through things, submitting certain um, assessments and stuff. And then we had a, a two-day practical and I passed that, which is good. Uh, so I, ca- I can coach in person. So that's great. Um, but yeah, it was it was a bit nerve-wracking because I'm never on that side. So it was just like the delivery of things and I think one of the things that we were kind of all picked up on was that don't just tell the athletes what to do kind of give them a bit of ownership and say 
well, if we're in the pool and we're looking at body position, what do you think body position means to you? Like, what do you think you need to do to have a good body position? So it's more, yeah, trying to get the athletes engaged and get them to answer the question, really. So I was like, this is great. (laughs) And was there anything else about the course that surprised you? Yeah, I think breaking down each technique. So for cycling, I had to focus on um, dismounting. And I was like, it's it's really hard to sort of go back to basics and think, how do I teach someone how to dismount? This is so difficult. Um, Because yeah, you just do it naturally. So I think it made me realise you've got to think of different games as well to keep athletes engaged and especially if you may be thinking about coaching kids um so yeah I learned quite a lot with different things you can do to to help with keeping the athletes switched on and engaged did you enjoy it yeah I did really enjoy it I mean it was two long and quite intense days um and I think we it was it was nicer than just sitting on sort of because we've done a lot of zoom seminars so it was much nicer to actually be in person with each other and doing the physical coaching because that is what coaching is really. It's the, the physical side of it. Um, I've just got a few more things to do now. I don't enjoy doing risk assessments. They're terrible. <laughs> so having done the course, has it changed the way you think as an athlete? Are you now more aware of what the coaches are saying and doing and perhaps why? Um, I wouldn't say what the coaches are delivering but it's more the skills so breaking things down so I think when I started training again after doing that those two practical days of the course I started thinking about ways I can break the the technique down and how I would be able to deliver that to a 10 year old so I can I can help them to to build that skill better and so yeah it's more it's more looking at like in the pool there's different levels of swimmers that we had and looking at them I didn't really think about how am I going to improve someone's swimming like if their hips are sinking I don't know how I don't know how to improve that because for me I just I know what to do with my body if my hips are starting to sink but how do I teach someone else how to do that so yeah it's just those those little techniques and skills that you you think about more now that I've done the coaching course like how am I going to teach this to someone else? How do I teach someone how to corner on a bike? How do I give them the confidence to dismount at speed? How do you teach them different um, foot strikes and and heel flicks and knee drives? So yeah, you do you do try and break everything down now, um, and I'm I'm like critiquing all of my skills. It's only a good thing because it it definitely helps me as an athlete improve my skills as well because it it makes you think about all those little tiny bits even more. Because you said earlier that you hadn't really thought about coaching as a future career, but has this maybe whetted the appetite a bit more? Right now, I don't want to coach right now. No way. It's it, like it's a full-time job. I won't, I won't be able to do that. I don't think I could get back from training and sit down and set someone else's training. Right now, I'm not sure what level I would want to coach at as well. I don't know whether I would want to coach kids because... That's probably the trickiest one to coach because, like I said, you you are having to stream everything right back to the basics. So I'd probably want to coach elite athletes because that's the field that I've been in, and I I think I I can share some knowledge. But 
yeah, it's not it's definitely it's not something that I want to do right now and I'm not even really thinking about coaching to be honest but I might change my mind um when I retire I might want to go into coaching but I guess it's good to know that at least the pathway is there and British triathlon are helping you if it is something you choose to do in the future yeah yeah definitely yes it's been really good doing it as a group Georgia Taylor Brown now although there's coaches and clubs supporting athletes across the UK like Georgia Mark Buckingham has competed at an elite level he is a four-time national champion in duathlon and triathlon he was the former training partner for the Brownleys. He's been a paratriathlon guide and is now a paratriathlon pathway coach for British Triathlon. Coaching was always attracted to me. Purely, my, my my dad was a coach. He was a sprinter and then um, and then an athletics coach. I've got a similar sort of personality to my dad, and there was a little bit in me that I always thought I could potentially make a better coach than than an athlete. So um, let's see which avenue Georgia goes down. But to be a better coaching she is uh, as an Olympic medalist and it's it's quite a tall order to make Um, whereas I wasn't quite at that same level as Georgia Um, and I always kind of had in my back of my mind that coaching is something that I wanted to get into but yeah I did that same course nine or ten years ago Um, and funnily enough it was sort of a similar setup to what the guys and girls in Leeds did in Loughborough um this time around um so i was an athlete in loughborough at that point i think it was like 2012 2013 when i did it and i traveled up to leeds to do the course with um with reese davy who's now the head coach in loughborough fast forward and now i'm a, a stepped away from um professional racing and and i'm a full-time coach it was brilliant to do that course but also do it with um other athletes as well um uh, we were all kind of on the same page. We we knew the sport inside out from an athlete's point of view, but we were all very new to the the coaching side, and uh, we were going to learn so much um, outside of yeah, just what swim bike runs about. Um, it was more the you know the risk assessments and what to do with an athlete. You know when they're really in, in need and at the lowest point, and how do you create group cohesive training and um yeah there's so many aspects to coaching that you don't really get as an athlete a couple of things leap out firstly you said you had the character to be a coach is there a certain character that's required no i don't think there is because there's so many different coaches but i quite like helping people um again coming back to my parents my mum was um a nurse on intensive care for uh, like 30 years um and yeah you know always caring for another one was um always a priority and again my my dad's sort of coaching as well it's it's kind of always doing for others rather than for yourself um whereas i think if you know in professional sport as an athlete it's almost the polar opposite for that you've got to be quite selfish and you know um, and and really focus on on number one yourself you know, little parts in me that, you know, I like to be part of a group as well. And I guess we're in an individual sport in triathlon, so there's not that group dynamic. Um, so part of my background, I went to America um, on a scholarship for, for three years and you're really part of um, a, a big team there. Um, you, you're a team player rather than an individual, although he's still a, I was a runner there and it's an individual sport. Um, it's all about doing it for the university and, and that team. And, and there was part of that um, sort of ethos that really um, drew me in and, and I got a lot from that. So coaching and that squad dynamic is, is is really important to me and is it a benefit to have been an athlete yeah 
I think it is. Um, for me, it definitely was. I just learned so much quicker. And 2010, I started triathlon as a 25-year-old. I knew nothing about the sport. I'd heard of uh, the two brothers, Johnny and Alistair and, and Will Clark and Tim Don, but that was pretty much all I knew about the sport. I didn't really know what it took to, um, you know, to be at, at their level. And I learned so much from just racing. Uh, those first couple of years racing um, and, and doing a full-time triathlon program, I, I think in probably that two-year period, I would have learned what I'd have, it had taken me probably five to 10 years to, to learn as a, as a coach. But then, you know, you hear stories of swim coaches that can't swim. So there's there's definitely two sides to it. And I don't think you have to be, you know, it's ridiculous to say you have to be an athlete to, to be a coach. But I just think you can get there a lot quicker. There were certain um, sessions that I did that it's hard to express like what that session feels like. Um, and, and you've almost got to go and do it um, to see what it's like. You know, you, you speak to marathon runners and, you know, you can have never done a marathon and tell them it's going to be hell through that last 10K. But until you've actually done a marathon yourself, like you, you really feel what those horrible legs and that real mental low can be like. Yeah, again, in triathlon, it's being able to have done that and experienced it helps a lot when you're trying to relay that back to an athlete. One of the things that stood out when we interviewed Georgia was she was like, I just do things. It all just comes naturally to me. Like I can dismount from a bike. How do I go about teaching someone how to dismount from a bike? Yeah, no, it's a great point. And I think that's why the coaching course is important to kind of draw you back in and go, well, yeah, you know, you know how to um, dismount a bike, but how can you deliver that to someone else and get, get them on the same page as you? And that's where you've got to go way back to like the basics of, of of the sport which for some athletes if they get into coaching in the 30s let's say they might have learned to get on a bike 20 years prior to that um part of the learning you get is um and not just a side to coaching courses but when you're actually part of a squad as well and you get someone a new athlete into the environment who's you know like me i transitioned from a runner i didn't know anything about mounting a bike at the age of 25 and I didn't know anything about open water swimming and a lot of a lot of what was taught to me in sessions came from athletes as well so my other peers um helped me out that say yeah if you're struggling with this try doing this da, 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 da. and I think those same athletes you know naturally become coaches one day they've actually done some of that you know they've they've taught other athletes the basics without knowing I think you naturally do it and my role um with British triathlon towards the end of my um, performance career as an athlete was the training partner to the Brownlee brothers. 90% of what I um, sort of know now came from that experience with those guys and and, and probably, uh, you know, at least 50% of how I am as a coach um, has been fast-tracked by how I spoke with um, to the to the guys during sessions. You know, if, if it's a pre-Olympic training camp you're on the Fuella Pass you know two and a half thousand meters above San Moritz and there's just you and Alistair on a bike and no coach there it, it normally comes down to the athlete to uh, give those words of encouragement and you know say well done for the session say you know you're looking great there that was brilliant and I wasn't a coach at that point but you naturally do these things as teammates and you've got to jeep someone up because ultimately that's the main thing about um, with, with coaching is keep the athlete motivated, um, engaged and happy. 
Um, and sometimes that's not always down to the coach. It's about it's about the squad as well. Coaching is is so wide ranging. And you mentioned a couple of uh, the most elite athletes that Great Britain has ever had in in the Brownlee brothers that you worked with. But coaching, of course, goes right back to young people as well. What's the difference from coaching young people right up to the elite? Because you've done it all. I wouldn't quite say I've done it all, but um, thank you. I think I think it's harder coaching younger athletes than um, the athletes right at the top. Um, the the athletes right at the top, you know, examples of the Brownlee brothers. Um, they've they know so much about the sport already, and normally it's just trying to keep those guys motivated to keep you know keep going, keep training, and things that you run into like injuries, illnesses, you know, not quite having the result. Um, they've experienced that before, so they've also dealt with that and so it's not all on the coach um necessarily to get them through that you know you're a big part of it still but um you've been you've been down that road before whereas with a brand new athlete or a really young athlete um it might be a a 15 year old um triathlete that's never had an injury before so uh, that's a, a lot harder process to work through than it would be a 35-year-old triathlete, um, especially one like me who's had a lot of injuries as well. And I don't know if it, that's the same for other coaches, but that definitely is for me. I think um, uh, I I always, when it's when you're talking really young athletes, it's quite easy because you can keep that element of fun. Like the sport's got to be fun. It's got to be um, really basic. It's playtime, basically. It's your hobby. It's not your job. Um, so I always remind athletes that that's the most important thing, just to enjoy it. Um, if you're not enjoying it, then it's it's probably not right for you at that point in your life. So that same conversation to a, a 30 year old sort of very, very, very different. Um, sometimes it is their job. Yes, it's still have that little bit of element of fun. Um, but, it, you know, we're, we're in a performance business and it's yeah, it can be quite demanding and stressful at times. And and, and athletes know that. So there's two ends of the spectrum there. Um, and I would say they've they've both got the challenges for sure. So, Mark, with your role as well, you obviously coach paratri athletes. How different is that? And and what advice would you have for, say, club coaches who may have disabled athletes joining their group? Yeah, I've worked with paratri since 2018, so last four years, and I was a guide. And um, I kind of immersed myself in that world, knowing not how, um, you know, what, what language to use with athletes and how impairments might affect them in you know day-to-day life but also in like the training environments that we were in and I soon um, came to realize that don't treat power athletes any any different Um, one of my first experiences was with a wheelchair athlete and I could see they were had as much kit as I had to carry with and it was don't assume that they can't carry it Um, but it's more than polite to offer a helping hand to anyone so you know and that's what I would I'd use that kind of example um to anyone uh, that might you know coaches that have a para athlete that come and do a training session or join the club for the first time it just you know welcome them in and and uh gently sort of find out anything that they need um extra help with but um assume that they'll be able to um get on with training like like any other athlete um and every athlete's different as well some athletes um might expect a bit uh, a bit more help and you've just got to gravitate to that over time um but again you know ask an athlete how how do you want me to refer to your impairment what really hacks you off um about language used to the para world you know and, and things like that and then i'm i'm gonna 
coach you like any athlete. It, it's been fantastic, and I think there's um, actually a lot of para athletes um, out there training in 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 clubs up and down the country that you wouldn't expect. I mean, when I first started, um, a lot of people assumed that there was separate clubs and things like that, but it, no, it's not. It's an inclusive environment. It's been great working with, with the para-athletes um, over the years. And how good is it that British triathlon are putting on these coaching courses for athletes, for people who want to have a career in coaching? You, you say you thought about it as soon as you came into the sport, but I think you started coaching in athletics from the age of, of 16, and it's something that maybe athletes should be thinking about what they're going to do towards the end. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. I, I, I don't see any fault in it. Uh, whatsoever I, I, I think it's a brilliant initiative to put our athletes through that because I think um, what the biggest bit I got from it was as you alluded to at the start um, like how do you teach someone like young to do the sport and, and it's something that we take for granted and it really makes you sit down and take stock of what that's all about and, and navigate through a, a kind of different challenge and then I think it also subtly makes you start thinking about the future as well which is it's quite good. I've, you know, I've seen it before. I, I went through the world-class programme with a number of athletes who kind of um, retired from the sport and, and wasn't sure what to do. And I'm not saying that you, you absolutely have to know what you're going to do, but probably during that time, it's quite unsettling and unnerving going, you know, what am I going to do next week? Um, so if you can get ahead of the game a little bit more and, and actually it, it, it might not be coaching. You might go and do a course and go, actually coaching's not for me but you know that's brilliant in itself you found something that's maybe doesn't align to your skill set um and we've also got to be conscious that there's athletes that triathlon has just been their life from 10 years old to retiring in the mid 30s 40s um sometimes it they want to walk away from it as well and i think that's important but again doing these courses um actually starts to make you think about what you're going to be really passionate about in the future and you know what your skill set is and you, you know you learn how to coach uh, not just sport but how to um, work as a professional um, you know in, in, in terms of working with peers and colleagues and how to con- conduct yourself differently to just being a an athlete and you know as I said all those great skills like you know learning about risk assessments like is this lake safe to swim in life skills that you know anyone should know first aid courses it it brings in so many skills that you just didn't know that were out there to 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 learn yeah i think i think the courses are brilliant for that mark buckingham british triathlon coaching courses have been developed to ensure we remain a leading nation in the sport people become coaches for many reasons maybe as we've been hearing you're an experienced athlete regardless of the level you've raced at who is looking to give something back or perhaps a parent wanting to help out with their child's club. Whatever the reason, it's clear it can be a rich and rewarding role. So if you want to get involved in supporting others to swim, bike and run, and you're interested in finding out more, check out britishtriathlon.org forward slash coaching and help continue the British triathlon success at every level. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.